glass, ice, pour. Hello, friends, and welcome to Whiskey and Rye. I am your host, Ryan Charles Brown. Just real quick, my interview with Steve Balton will be coming out next week. We had some scheduling things come up this week, so uh, come back next Monday for my interview with Steve Balton. Super stoked to be talking with him, and uh, I think you're going to really enjoy that conversation. So uh, I wanted to take just a second and uh, give you folks an update on uh, on the formatting for the podcast and something that I'm excited about. And then I thought uh, I would share a few thoughts on season one and kind of do a bit of a recap. Um, but first thing I wanted to share is that uh, the episodes for Whiskey and Rye are now going to be coming out in one full long episode. So I'm no longer going to be doing two-part episodes. You're going to get a full episode on Monday. And then if you want to listen to the full thing in one sitting, you can do that. And then if you want to break it up into a couple of parts, you can do that as well. Um, and then um, with that, uh, I'm not going to be releasing episodes every week. So that's going to be a change too. Uh, episodes are going to be coming out every other week. So uh, I hope you're cool with those changes. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts by hitting me up on social media. So uh, yeah, let me know what you think. You can find the social media info in the show notes. I uh, wanted to talk about some of the things that we have already talked about in season one uh, and share some of my reflections on them as uh, I've been able to think back on these conversations. Um, I was able to watch again this weekend the document documentary that Dr. Heldman and the Representation Project put out called The Mask You Live In. And if you haven't seen it, I uh, highly recommend you checking it out. Uh, I watched it on iTunes. Uh, you may be able to find it uh, on YouTube or possibly Amazon Prime. Um, but it's a really, really important film and touches on a lot of helpful things if you um, are a man or if you are in relationship with a man or if you're raising a young man or if you work with young men. Um, it's just the information they provide is, is helpful no matter what your interaction with men is. Um, and there are a few things that really stuck out to me this time that I, uh, when I watched it that I wanted to share. Um, it was interesting to hear, you know, Dr. Heldman is in the, in the film, they interview her and she, she used a quote in the film that, uh, I remembered from our conversation on the podcast and she, uh, she, she talks about how gender is a social construct and, um, what they were able to do in the film is unpack that a little bit. And one of the things that I learned watching the, the, the film, um, I kind of knew this already, but, uh, it's helpful to think about one of the things they highlighted in the film was that, um, boys and girls, uh, genetically are very similar. Um, it's really just that chromosomal shift that, that kind of makes you a boy or a female or a male boy or girl, man or woman. And, um, they talked about how the neurologically and how boys and girls develop um, is very similar. And if you were to take the, the average of boys and girls, um, if you were to, to kind of look at the bell curve of how they develop, you would see like a 90% overlap in how uh, boys and girls, young men and young women develop. And what, what that 10%, uh, what they call in the film, the shoulders 
of the bell curve uh, is where the masculinity and the femininity plays out. And a lot of that uh, masculinity and femininity, the way it plays out, uh, is dictated by social constructs. Um, so media and toys and parents and friend groups and all of these other things um, that, that uh, impact our environment. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting as I am raising a young man, I'm raising a boy, I'm raising a son. Uh, I am going to continue to ask my question, you know, what social constructs am I moving Reese into either consciously or maybe subconsciously? I'll give an example. Um, we went to the doctor this week and Reese is in the 92nd percentile for height. And I just went through the roof when I heard that, um, I have had this vision of my son, you know, being tall, playing basketball at Michigan State um, or basketball somewhere, you know, um, or playing a, a professional sport. And so um, I realized that me having this sort of hope and dream, while it's innocent, um, it will impact how I raise him. And I even notice now when he's just 11 months, I use phrase, phrases in my head like, well, he needs to toughen up or he needs to learn how to do this. And so, uh, I really need to check myself and I'm appreciative of this film to help me sort of check myself, uh, in some of the expectations that I'm aligning, uh, putting on my son. Um, and so that, that was really helpful, uh, to, to think about. Um, and then also, uh, you know, in terms of how I teach my son to interact with the, with other boys, uh, and with, with girls as well as he gets older, I've already started to expose him to some friend groups and we've done some play dates. And, uh, I actually just recently took him on a play date with some older kids, uh, kids who were, you know, six, seven, eight, um, all the way up to, um, 14. 15 and um it was interesting to watch the boys uh that were you know 10 11 12 interact with each other very physical you know uh they get together and it's like a very big rough house and they kind of spend that energy but then at the end of the the day uh, the boys kind of all broke off into their individual little pods and uh there wasn't so much rough housing there was a lot of imagination a lot of conversation and so i really saw that this was kind of a healthy balance you know boys are going to a rough house and, and, and they're going to, you know, uh, try to exert some dominance over another. Um, but I think it's really, there's a responsibility for the parents or the, the guardians of those individuals to have, have conversations. And even my wife and I were talking about, you know, what is an appropriate expression of masculinity and what might be inappropriate, you know, um, uh, one of the things that that that, that uh, also tr you know kind of hit me in this movie uh, and that is kind of related to this is this idea of bullying. Um, boys are bullied a lot, and bullying is kind of an accepted social construct of being a boy. Uh, part of being a boy means you're probably going to get bullied at some point, um, and so. You know, how do you, how do you prepare your son for that, uh, to it, deal with it appropriately? And, and more specifically, how can you help eliminate some bullying? So that way you just don't like accept the problem for who it is. How can you help them, 
you know, uh, I, I just w- have this vision of, you know, say Reese is really tall and big. I would just hope that he's kind of like this bullying vigilante, right? That when he's around, people would know not to mess with others because uh, Reese is kind of like this peacemaker, you know? Um, but even that expectation, I don't want to put that on him because he's going to be his own man. And it's going to be up to me as his dad to decide what type of man he, or not to decide, but to, um, to, to get to know him and to be in relationship with him and decide what type of man is he going to be or is he moving towards and, and how can I best support him in that and, and where can I best, you know, guide him with the knowledge that I have. Um, but so I'm very aware of these social constructs um, and, and, uh, and then moving that into bullying, you know, the social constructs that go around bullying, you know, uh, it was helpful to think about um, bullying and then have a conversation with my wife who experienced bullying when she was younger and, um, to hear her kind of talk about that and to hear her share stories about what bullying did to her. And, and then, um, to, to kind of hold that in parallel with, um, bullying that happens between boys and girls and then the, the separate type of bullying that happens between boys and boys and how both are equally damaging, but how, you know, my wife shared that, as a girl, when she was bullied, she was able to express emotions to kind of protect herself in those moments. Whereas if you're a boy, you're, you're not really allowed to cry. Uh, you're not allowed to express an emotion. You're the only really accepted emotions to fight back. Um, and so it was interesting to hear the film kind of talk about how there might be other alternatives for people who work with young men to talk about conflict resolution. Uh, and I personally think that there's a lot of work that can be done, um, with, you know, positive self-talk and healing your inner child. And, um, you know, that's a nice segue into what I talked about with Dr. Carl. Uh, Dr. Carl and I did a lot of work early on in our sessions for me healing my inner child and connecting with my inner child. And um, one of the things that they talk about in the film is they talk about this idea of a father wound and how many men who act out violently and have violent behavior, um, when asked why or where that behavior comes from, they talk about a father wound or they talk about something that happened with their dad that um, they never really got over that shaped their masculinity in a negative way. And so um, it's really interesting because Dr. Carl and I spent so much time doing visualization and he helped me connect with my inner child. And what that looked like is that looked like me finding a space um, within uh, within his meeting area to get comfortable and to really just visualize a younger version of myself. And, and I tried to picture a version of myself before I was jaded, you know, um, you know, I tried to remember a time when I was carefree, you know, when I wasn't afraid of being judged and I wasn't afraid of being weak and I was just free to be Ryan, you know, um, and if I'm being honest, that person went away at a pretty young age. I don't, I don't recall a time after my parents divorced where I feel like I was free to be Ryan. You know, um, there was something off in me at that point. I think there were, there were moments that I felt like myself and felt like that, that kid who, who, who didn't have a care in the world and was just free. Um, but it went away it went away after the divorce, I, I feel like. And then as life happened, 
um, it continued to go away. And it really wasn't until I started to do this inner child work that my, that I started to feel that light come back. That I started to feel that excitement as a little child come back. And, and now that I have a son that I have Reese who he gets so excited, um, about so many things and it's so beautiful. And he's such a helpful reminder of who I used to be. You know, and so um, as I was visualizing those early sessions, as I was visualizing my inner child and going through the hurts that I had and just telling him, like, it's okay, you're okay, you're enough, you know, and um, I really wish, I really wish that somehow myself now could physically meet my younger self because I just want to tell him that, like, everything is going to work out. Like, I know, you know, if I could tell my younger self that I know you're hurting because dad's not there anymore. Or I know you're hurting because you were in a band and then they kicked you out the day of the show and someone else, you know, played your parts the day of the show. And I know that you're hurt that you had a best friend who betrayed you in a way that you don't know if you'll ever be able to get over and you're no longer friends. And, uh, you know, there's just so many things just compounded, you know, and then bad choices that I made, you know, coming out of high school and then, you know, me alienating the friends that I did have and just not, not accepting myself and therefore not being able to accept someone else. Like if I could go back and just tell that person, like, dude, it's all going to be all right. You know, um, you're, it's, it's all going to work out. Like you're not going to end up alone. You're not going to end up this failure. And I know that because, of, you know, where I am right now and the the blessings that I have. So, uh, I'm thankful that I'm able to do this inner work, this uh, work with my inner child and, and just kind of, um, rewire some of my, um, some of the, the sort of roadblocks and some of that sort of negative energy that I, that I keep hanging on to. And this is, this is a ongoing process. Uh, this is something that I'm still working on and still continue to work on. And I think that's, I think that's okay. I think that's part of growth. Um, but you know, one of the exercises that really helped me after I connected with my inner child was learning how to connect with other people's inner child, which I know sounds kind of creepy. Um, but really is not, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And, and it's not like Dr. Carl was like, Oh, you know, imagine just some stranger and connect with their inner child, though you could do that. What he was having me do is he was having me connect with the inner child of my dad and having me connect to the inner child of my mom, you know? Um, and then as I was going deeper than that, so I'll just use my dad as an example. Uh, I was connecting with the inner child of my dad and I was uncovering, you know, what were some of his hurts or what were some of his wounds? And I was reflecting back on stories he shared with me about my grandfather and what he was like as a man. And so, you know, I actually did a visualization where my younger self connected with my dad's younger self and, um, just kind of had a conversation about like who we were, you know, as young men. And, um, I don't know if I shared this with my dad or not. Um, but it was really a beautiful moment for me to understand that, you know, yes, my dad is my dad. And in my mind, he's a superhero and all of these other things. But at the same time, like he was once just a little kid who was just like me, who would, you know, run around and play and be carefree. And he had something happen to him where he lost that. Um, and he did is he did the best that he could to try to, you know, salvage his life and be a good man after that. And, and it really, 
that exercise gave me hope that I could do the same thing. You know, that even though there might be a wound that I'm still getting over, that it's, it's not over. You know what I mean? So it was really, that was really an awesome moment that I experienced. And then another moment that I experienced that was really beautiful and very touching is um, I actually connected with Reese before he was born. I connected my younger self with his younger self, with this sort of idea who he was. And um, I remember very vividly Reese's younger self saying to my younger self, like, I know you, I know you, and I love you. Uh, we're, we're friends. Like you're my, you're my friend. You're my best friend. And um, and now as Reese is born and he's here and we spend so much time together and he is my best friend. Um, it's just so beautiful for me to have this deep connection with him that I had before he was born. And um, and, and in thinking about raising him, like I want to remember that as he grows into a young man and as he acquires hurts that I, of course, don't want to happen, but if I shelter him from hurts, like, <laughs> uh, that's just silly. So I, of course, don't want him to experience hurts, but as he does, because that's just a part of life, um, I now know how to connect, uh, how to help him connect with his inner child. And so as he grows older and as he comes to me, I hope, I hope that we have the type of relationship that when he's older, 18, 19, 20 years old, he's coming to me saying, like, Dad, this is, this is how I'm feeling, this is what I'm experiencing, and then I can connect him with his inner child because I remember, I remember that little boy. You know, I remember him right now. I remember all of these things that he does. And so uh, I'm very grateful for Dr. Carl for showing me um, that you can heal this dad wound. Uh, and, you, and if it's not a dad, maybe it's a mom, maybe it's a best friend, whatever it is, you can connect with this person um, through your mind and through energy, and you can actually begin this healing process. And it's such a beautiful thing. So thankful to Dr. Carl um, for, for how he um, guided me into that practice and how he continues to stoke that flame and encourage me to connect with my inner child and connect with other people's inner child. And as I'm doing this work to help free men of um, this shame and guilt and all these things that they feel, I hope to encourage other men to connect with their inner child and walk them through that process because I think it's just uh, super helpful. Uh, all right, last episode that I want to share uh, as I top top off my whiskey here. Um, last episode was with my dad. Um, super special episode for me to be able to record. Recorded when I was home in February. Um, it was the re- first episode that I recorded for the podcast. I even re- did that before I recorded the pilot. And, um, you know, I wasn't really sure w- what I was going to do with it, where it would land in the season and, and all these other things. And, um, I also wasn't sure, you know, if people would even enjoy hearing a conversation with me and my dad. And, and it's, uh, the people have spoken. Um, my dad's episode is actually my most, most downloaded episode, uh, as of right now. So, uh, I think that's really cool. I want to say thank you to everyone who sat in and listened to that conversation. Um, now that it's both parts are out, you can kind of listen to it in one fell swoop. I hope you enjoy that. Um, but thank you first of all, for tuning into that. And I think there's so many things that I could take away, but I think the biggest takeaway I have from that conversation with my dad is that, you know, we're a father and a son and we're in very different phases of life. Um, and we're both going through very different, uh, but difficult things. You know, I'm going through having a young child and my dad's navigating cancer and chemotherapy and treatments and all that other stuff. And, um, we were able to sit down amongst all of these things and just have a conversation about our, 
are what are who are who are we as men you know um we sat aside our father and son's hat son hats for just a minute and we had a conversation uh as two men both in difficult and different parts of their life um but both having some overlap because we're fathers and we have gone through some similarities and we're related. So, uh, that was just, that was a really amazing conversation. And, um, yeah, just so I could see him as a man, you know, uh, and not just as my dad. And, and that kind of ties in with that visualization that I did of him as a young man and him as a boy, um, you know, just enjoying being with a different version of my dad, uh, because the, the older that I get and the more I talk with my dad, the more I realize we're so much alike. And I, and I wish that I would have realized that as I was younger, but I think that's why we kind of butted heads a little bit, or we just didn't know how to communicate because I don't think we felt, I know for me, I didn't feel safe to communicate with him in the way that I knew how, but had I, it probably would have gotten through to him because, uh, uh, he communicates in a similar may, a similar way, so I think we could have worked some things out. But regardless of what happened uh, or what has happened, um, we were able to sit down and have that conversation. And I'd like to have another one because there's a few things that I want to d- press a little bit deeper on and I would love for him to share a little bit more. So maybe we'll do a part two. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but I really enjoyed um, just getting to sit down and talk with my dad and drink some whiskey and be informal and just uh and just share as a man so that was really special so um that's uh, kind of all i wanted to share from season one it's it's so funny now that i kind of talk about all the episodes how much they sort of can feed off one another um and now i think it's so interesting that as i've kind of just been going through this process and being like all right well i'm gonna release this episode at this time or i'm gonna re- release this here or just kind of you know following my gut and my instincts how it's all kind of has worked out really well um so i uh i'm very very happy with uh, this first chunk of the season and uh with with what's coming um i have a few things up my sleeve that i'm excited to share with you all so um this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode this week don't have anything else to share uh just kind of want to remind you a couple other things uh so steve will be up next week um and it's going to be the full episode on monday so no waiting uh so be on the lookout for that next week Uh, i want to again as always thank the deep west for providing the music for this podcast uh and be on the lookout the deep west has uh, been teasing us with new singles and releasing and all this stuff soon so if you're not following the deep west on instagram definitely do that because new music from them is coming um Okay, lastly, as always, if you want to stay connected with me or the show, you can follow along on social media. Uh, for the show, you can follow along on Twitter and uh, Twitter and Instagram at Whiskey and Rye Pod. Uh, and then you can follow along with me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan Charles LA. So um, I may have drank too much during this episode, so I appreciate you sticking with me on that. Um, 
But yeah, this was really fun to connect with you all and share a bit of a recap. And uh, I appreciate you being on this journey with me. I appreciate you being willing to discuss masculinity. Uh, and I look forward to continuing this conversation. And, you know, uh, you are always able to connect with me and send me your thoughts, ideas, questions uh, on, on Twitter, Instagram, um, social media. So that is all for this week. Tune in next week for Steve Balton. I raise my glass to you. Cheers. Cheers.